Good morning and welcome back to an all new edition of Tahoe Talk with myself, Mike Parent, and Rob Galloway. It's December 22nd, officially our first podcast of winter 2020, heading into 2021. So from around the globe, out your back door, here's some topics to keep you relevant and up to date. Like I said, officially winter, we got the stimulus bill passed, we're going to have some checks in the bank accounts here soon, and more vaccines in route around the nation. That's the stuff you probably heard about, but you know, Tahoe Talk, it's a little different. We're trying to give you those conversation starters, and it's all brought to you by Lake Tahoe Aleworks, home of the self-serve beer wall, wood fire pizza, and live music every day. Also a great feel-good movement campaign going on where it seems like every day they're adding more money to these local tabs, over a thousand dollars at these local restaurants in South Lake Tahoe where the community is coming together. And for those in need, they are giving back and you can go get some food, some hot liquids on the community. Thanks to so Luca, cool. their team, Brian at Overland. Really, really cool what they're and doing. And so many other people just joining in, you know, yeah. um, here a little bit there, everybody pitching in every day. Good I hopped in on that. Yeah, buddy, you know yeah. it. I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> Speaking of uh, some feel good news, here's that. I'm jump right out of the gate with this one. An eight year old, eight years old. What were you doing at eight, Rob? You weren't raising $10,000 at your lemonade stand. I was not. <laughs> this kid, Max Mostad, saved his local ski resort. Uh, it's called Frost Fire Park, located in Walhalla, North Dakota. They were on the verge of closing down for good when Max and the community rallied behind his lemonade stand. I mean, that, that just says it all for the story awesome. right there. There were a lot of people involved, but Max loves skiing so much. He took the initiative. And then, of course, you know, a lot of the grownups got behind him, started the stuff online uh, to make it official. And yeah, 10 grand to save this local ski resort. Good on you, Max. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, um, this next story, <laughs> she could have helped out pretty easily with this one. Mackenzie Scott, the world's 18th richest person. You ever heard of her? No. No, well, you you would know her. I mean, her name might as well be former spouse of Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos. She instantly became the 18th richest person in the world once they divorced and she got her settlement. Pretty wild. But she chose to donate almost $6 billion of her fortune this year. There are 500 companies that got uh, quite a substantial chunk of change. A lot of them going to uh, colleges with uh, large ethnic um, uh, enrollment. Uh, you can find out the entire list online, but good on her as well to just say, hey, I never had it in the first place. <laughs> and I came up into all this money, so I might as well give $6 billion of it away. So <laughs> I know I'm Mackenzie Scott. Way to be a philanthropist with that money. Here's some uh, really cool news as well. A Chinese lunar capsule returned to Earth last Thursday with the first fresh rock samples from the moon in more than 40 years, offering the possibility of new insights into the history of solar system of the solar system and marking a new landmark for China's rapidly growing, adva rapidly advancing space program. So no men or women on the moon. This was all, you know, uh, machines and, and uh, the lunar capsule. And it splashed down out in some really remote uh, snowy area part of China. 
but we'll see what they do with that. And if they share the wealth of information that comes from that, still waiting <laughs> for a nice HD quality video of a man on the moon. I mean, I, I'm not saying I don't believe it, but I could be a little bit of a skeptic. <laughs> if you've seen those videos, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and then changing uh, pace here, L'Oreal has rolled out a new product, the big makeup designer. And folks, it's not a joke. Virtual makeup for Zoom calls and meetings. <laughs> wow. So you don't even have to do it. You just roll out of bed, put your hair in a ponytail, and boom, you got makeup on your face. Think selfie filters on Snapchat, or you know, you played around with them on Facebook Messenger when chat when chatting with your family. But this is more on the professional side. Wow, you're doing it for work from home or WFH. Yeah, <laughs> you gonna you gonna partake in that, Rob? Get I don't know. Check. I might say, check it out. See what kind of you know blush brings out my cheekbones. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, I'm not a big Star Wars fan. I tried watching The Mandalorian, couldn't get into it. But Sunday night, Star Wars fans went into a frenzy when a huge secret or was let out of the bag. And, and purposefully, the book of Boba Fett uh, was announced. The new series is currently in production right now and will arrive December 2021 only on Disney+. Plus. This is in addition to what we talked about last week with that huge rollout of what they're going to be doing at disney yeah. plus they kept this under a tight seal and this is in addition to so man they are adding to the stats at disney plus and so star wars fans are are stoked they got they got lots of content coming up <laughs> yep and then in sports news, you've got your NCAA college football playoff stage set. Alabama number one versus Notre Dame number four. And Clemson number two versus Ohio State number three. And that's all going down on New Year's Day, January 1st, 2021 at 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. respectively. And then the week after that is the championship, Monday, January 11th, 2021 at 5 p.m. Man, I got to get used to saying 2021. It doesn't roll off the tongue. We said 2020 so, so many times. Well, soon enough, though. (laughs) Yeah, good, good. And uh, NBA's season, their 72-game season, kicks off tonight. They will not be in a bubble. They will have a different format, and it will be 10 games fewer than their regular 82-game season and less intra-conference play. So uh, you can read more details about who's playing who. The, they're, they haven't even announced the full season schedule. They announced it in two waves. The first half of the season has been announced. And then after they see how things shake out, then they'll announce the second half of the season's schedule. Make sure they're not going to have to go through another pandemic with the second strain on, strain on the way, right? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, in my last note here, and it's sort of sports. It's definitely sports, but it's sports for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what am I thinking? Uh, the 2021 <laughs> Winter Dew Tour has been postponed indefinitely at Copper Mountain, Colorado. And if you know anything from when they say postponed indefinitely due to COVID, 
it's not looking so bright, right? <laughs> so uh, we'll see what happens there. But then on a brighter note, X Games are still a go. No fans allowed at Buttermilk in Aspen, Colorado, January 28th through the 31st, 2021. And you can meet, read more detail about that in the Aspen Times or Vail Daily. They've got they're, they've got really got their finger on the pulse there. There are sister publications to the Tyler Tribune and Sierra. So. Yeah, I got a little note from them too that I'll be talking about. Okay, great. So that's my wrap up. Uh, what do you have for us? Rob? I do. Before I dive into the local stuff, I do want to bring this up because um, it, we were talking before this. I haven't told you what this is, but you hadn't heard about it. Um, and it is not a joke, and, but launching soon in uh, Beijing, China at McDonald's is going to be a spam and crushed Oreo burger. And if that's not weird enough, they also slather mayo on those buns. Um, <laughs> it. It, it, it looked the pictures of this thing. It looks disgusting. And even as disgusting and strange as this sounds, it is still not the worst thing to come out of China this year. No. Way. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It sure is not. I mean, you had me at spam. I could get down with a little spam sandwich like spam. once every five years, you know, you're in Hawaii or you, you're in China or whatever, but yeah. I was out the door when you mixed it with Oreos. And mayonnaise. Oh, this oh, so God. disgusting. So disgusting. A whole new, uh, whole new meaning to sweet and savory. Right? Yeah, look at the photos, man. It'll just be, you'll be like, oh my gosh, this is, this looks horrendous. All right. Hit us with the local news here in Tahoe. All right. So El Dorado, Placer counties, they have actually joined a handful of other counties in California to seek local control over COVID-19. And basically uh, what the counties have said is that um, they're different from these other places that you have us lumped in with and are best suited to handle our own business. Um, I actually read a story in the LA Times because Orange County was also one of the counties that uh, has made this request. And basically it, it said it represents a thousand of people being tell them being or telling the county that this just isn't working and you need to try something else. And, you know, here in the basin, I'd absolutely agree with that because you still have people traveling up to Tahoe. Businesses are trying to find workarounds to prevent from closing their businesses. There's no enforcement anywhere. So, I mean, what the hell are we actually doing? You know, and I agree with these counties that this whole thing is just a complete mess. They need to figure out something else. And I, I don't know, Mike, I just know that there's a lot of frustrated folks out there right now. You know, myself um, included in that, I, I had an editorial that I wrote uh, for this last week. And it's just, I, I just don't get what's going on. They just need to figure this out because there's like polarizing sides of this thing, you know? And you're starting to see local businesses just do the straight defiance uh, approach. Yeah. Those are they're really starting to surface uh, as of the past week or two. Yeah, so I figure it out. I mean, just you know, it's obviously not working. At least I don't think mm -hmm. it's working. I don't know if you know anybody out there says, yeah, it's absolutely working. I don't think anybody can make that claim just because there's so much disparity between you know everything that's going on. Yeah, but they got to figure something else out. Um, but uh, I, I guess on the good news side of things, the greater Sacramento region, uh, ICU bed capacity, they did push above that 15% threshold. Um, so that is good news. And we are starting to see some, some de decreases in positivity rates in certain areas around the basin, but everyone's still warning against that potential surge in cases for the holidays. So, you know, whether or not that those when the three weeks hit and we can come off as a region that still remains to be seen at this point, we're in week two um, as of this week. So we'll just, you know, wait and see maybe when that three week hits, then they'll start to make those changes, um, you know, that we need in this case. So I don't know, just something to watch out about or keep an eye on. 
Um, in a story that we actually I mentioned, Vale, uh, we actually pulled this story from our sister paper in Vale. Um, and uh, there are three Vale Resorts employees that are seeking a class action lawsuit against the company, saying that they violated federal labor laws as well as state laws in the states where they are operating resorts. Um, basically, it just says Vale Resorts failed to pay instructors for more than two and a half hours of work per day, as well as other reimbursements. So, a story that we will keep an eye on in the months to come and just see exactly how that shakes out. And then in a story that had a lot of feedback um, and something that I really want to get your thoughts on, Mike, uh, the Human Powered Travel and Wilderness Act looks to remove the blanket ban of bikes and wilderness by tweaking some of the language in that. Uh, as it sits now, it prohibits the use of any uh, mechanized machines, all good on hiking, camping, horseback, etc. But in 1984, bikes were originally included in or not included in this. And in 1984, they were moved. Uh, so this would actually allow the land managers to decide whether or not to allow or prohibit bikes um, as part of this now. And we've heard from both sides of the fence on this and you being an avid biker, you know, what are your thoughts on this? You know, uh, so I think the point, the line is drawn where you talk e-bikes. Right. So yep. it, because that turns into they go faster, they get out into more terrain. Um, they still look like bikes. They're quiet, though. So I think that's really going to be the tipping point. And it, it's already a social media battle. Uh, it's a love or hate with e-bikes. So I think maybe they'll allow uh, bicycles, but not e-bikes. I think that's maybe where it should go. My personal yeah. opinion. We'll we'll see. I mean, I. I didn't. I don't know if that's in any part in the verbiage, or if that can actually be decided by land managers and say, "Yeah, um, you know, man-powered bikes are okay, but e-bikes are not." I don't. I don't know, but you know, it's definitely caused some uh, some stir. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And in new business sightings, we have a new indoor mini golf and tap house in the making. Flatstick Pub, they are slated to open at Zalanta, which is right across from Heavenly Village, with an 8,000 square foot space and a nine hole mini golf course that includes 32 taps worth of beer and a large outdoor patio. So, this is the second location for Flatstick. Um, the first is in Sacramento. The estimated open date for this is early 2021. Um, and we had talked about this. I'm kind of excited to go shoot some indoor mini golf and and drink some beer but mike you had mentioned there's also a fun little business possibly going in there too is that something we could mention at this point or we need to yeah keep they just got granted their uh, special permit from the trpa and axe throwing business pretty much they're going to be neighbors with flat stick pub so you got axe throwing you got beer you got golf and you know as they say golfing makes my drinking better and drinking <laughs> makes my golfing better. What is what does axe throwing make you drinking? <laughs> Dangerous. Dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a, a story that happened uh, late Sunday night, a, a Douglas County deputy, um, they were injured. And according to the sheriff's office report, uh, uh, the deputy had pulled over a car and the shooter, um, who was a passenger, had a fugitive warrant out of California. And when the car was pulled over, he had shot the officer three times, two in the chest, which were stopped by his vest, uh, but also another that hit him in the cheek. But the good news is, is the deputy is expected to recover from this. Um, the shooter, for whatever reason, had been convicted of assaulting a police officer with a firearm in Alpine County, sentenced to four years in prison, but for some reason was released. So way to go, California, and you're uh, just ridiculous. You see a photo of this guy? He looks like a bad mofo. Yeah, he looks like... He, uh, no, he looks like uh, Macho, uh, that that one actor, the uh, the Nacho guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. A guy, I, his name's really... Um, 
<laughs> oh, I can't think of it. I, I'm going to, I'm going to hate myself for not thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know exactly. So keep that guy locked up. Keep yeah. that guy locked up. <laughs> uh, and so in other good news, the Barton Foundation's virtual gala, I say gala, some people say gala, um, but if you actually hit the uh, pronouncement thing in there in uh, Google, it says gala. So I'm going with gala. I've always gone with gala. Uh, but they absolutely crushed it this year, setting a record $110,000 that's going to benefit their COVID-19 fund and getting put to really good and immediate use within the community, helping people in need. Um, there is an application process, but just some great news there for folks that are in need in this time. So good on, good on the foundation and everybody who, who helped in, in setting that record. That's awesome. And then the, uh, the last point that I usually try to make here um, is on the weather front and the question that we tend to ask ourselves every time of year um, or every time of this part of the year is, are we going to have a white Christmas? And the answer to that question is maybe we have some, some possible snow today, although it doesn't really look like it's going to pan out. They said before 10 was probably the most likely if it was going to happen. Um, but it's really just a lot of possibilities throughout the week and the weekend as to snow. So... I don't know whether to expect it, whether or not to expect it, what day it might hit, what day it might not hit. Um, but fingers crossed we can get it every single day and through the weekend because um, we can really use a, a huge dump right now. Although I don't think this is storm is going to be one of those to deliver a huge dump. But yeah, maybe, not a big producer, but at least it's still, you know, on the ground in the backyard, a little bit in the trees in the higher elevation. So still got that. Yeah, if we can get a white Christmas out of it, that'd be cool. Yeah. All right, Rob. Well, always a pleasure. This was our first podcast of winter 2021. And we will have one more podcast for you next week to wrap up the new year, the, the year. The yeah, we might year. need to do something a little, a little out of the ordinary first. All right. All right. All right. Stay tuned, guys. You heard it from Rob himself. We might mix it up. <laughs> have a great day, Rob. Be safe right. out there. Thank you, Mike.